Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Create Smarter Podcast. I'm your host, David Montero, and I'm here with a very special guest today, Evan Masood. Welcome in. He is a guest of mine, a friend and a colleague. He's from Fred TV, Fall River Educational Television. He's a sports producer. He has worked thousands of Fred TV games. He's worked lots of games for Fall River Sports. He knows his stuff, and he's really been doing this for a while. He's one of the best. How you doing, Evan? How you doing today? Great, David. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being here, man. It really, it's uh, it's an honor. And I mean, we've done so many games together. It's it's so cool to actually sit down and talk about the stuff that we've done. But with that being said, I mean, I love the background. I love the uh, preparation <laughs> kind of put into this um, in the Fred TV studio, man. It's really special. So talking about preparation, tell me a little bit about your preparation for a game. Right, you're going into a big high school basketball game. What is your process like before a game? Just getting ready to to give that broadcast. Well, like prep is everything, um, and you know it's interesting that I actually had a chance to do a bit of a workshop on this last August uh, with one of our sister channels from another community and their crew, and um, it really, you know, breaking down kind of an outline of what to do. It, it truly comes down to prep and prep alone. Once you get record or you click live and the game starts, if you don't have your prep done, you, you're kind of up the creek without a paddle. So the prep part of it is really the biggest thing. Once the game gets going, it just flows. You know, you're calling live action, so you're calling what's happening. Uh, but without the prep in advance, there's so many facets that you wouldn't know about for the things that are coming into the game. So I, I really believe that prep, especially if you're the one talking, if you're the one being the broadcaster like myself, that's the biggest aspect of any live broadcast. A hundred percent. I totally agree. I totally agree. Even today, just getting ready for this, setting up my backdrop, getting the Durfee D hat going here today. Had to mm-hmm. same. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, obviously we, you've done so many live productions, so many produced so many live sports. How did you get into live video production? You know, what got you passionate about this? Well, I went through Fred TV's program at Durfee when I was a student. Um, so I graduated back in 07, went to Fitchburg State. And um, really, as, as great as college was, there were so many basics that I learned here. Um, because really, if you go back you know, 16, 17 years ago, a lot of high schools didn't have state-of-the-art you know, production studios and, and, and video production classes. You know, we're the public education access and government access for the city of Fall River, and we're inside the school. It's a little different than most. Um, you know, a lot of the new schools have brand new studios, and they're trying to create their own network of programming for in-house. But to be like the Comcast, two of the Comcast peg channels in the city and be in the school, it adds a different element. Um, so, you know, as a student, I did a lot, you know, went to college, honed in on those skills. And then my internship with Channel 12 really finalized everything. Um, I learned so much in six in six months working full time for them for free at that internship. Um, I got to go to opening day with the Red Sox against the Yankees. They lost. Um, <laughs> I went to Bruins playoff practice um, when they were going to the Stanley Cup in 2011. Celtics practice at their old facility in Waltham, Patriots preseason opener, 
Um, I mean, I, I got to see really like the big four amongst among you know a ton of other things. Um, and then since then, I've been here last ten years, going on going on eleven. So, um, you know, it's so much fun knowing that you're the voice that people are listening to. You know, people tune in; they want to see a game. Well, you're the one that they're hearing, so you got to give them something good to listen to. And the thing that I always try to do is to keep it light, keep it fun. And that's something that I learned from listening to Don Arcillo and Jerry Remy on Nesson, you know, when when the two of them were in the booth calling Red Sox games. That's where I really started to love the broadcasting side of things and have an appreciation for it. Yeah. Keep it light, keep it fun. I like that. Yeah. Sports are fun. Sports are not serious. Save the serious for the city meetings. You know what I mean? It's right. (laughs) You know. Well, totally right. And so you and I both know as as the times move on, live production is always changing. Yeah. Try to switch gears here. Tell me a little bit about a new aspect of live production. OBS, you work with that, right? Tell me a little bit about OBS, mm-hmm. how that works and how it helps you provide a good broadcast for your audience. Well, OBS saved us during COVID, honestly. Um, before COVID, we really weren't live streaming games. Uh, we were still doing the live to tape thing. Um, there was editing involved. And it was just the nature of it. We just really hadn't gone down that road yet. Um, but, you know, during the pandemic, that first, that fall 2020, when we came back to school, um, fans, spectators, parents were not allowed, even outdoors, they weren't allowed. Um, so we figured out a way to do it. And, um, you know, OBS is like a mobile switcher. It's unbelievable. Uh, and I think what's more unbelievable about it is that it's still free. I hope none of them are watching. I can't believe that they have not started charging to use, you know, the software, the application. Um, I'd say probably the best thing about it is the ability to do live graphics. Like right at that time, there's a plugin for your scoreboard that you can put text files right over your built graphics and then control those like, with, like I said, with a little plugin. So for, uh, for volleyball and basketball, especially where the score is constantly changing, it's so valuable. I mean, it's just that stuff we'd have to do in editing later. Um, and I'd say the other thing is is the ability to record natively. So it will record everything you're doing, including the graphics. If you take a break and cut to a different, you know, to a PSA or something because you need a, a timeout or halftime, everything you do in OBS will record natively to the computer pre-stream. So if you lose internet or Facebook crashes or YouTube has an issue or whatever, you can still use the computer to record. And as soon as you're done, as soon as you stop recording, it's a video file that you can throw right on YouTube and upload. There's no editing. So that that's a huge thing. For the extra half hour, 45 minutes of, you know, on location prep that we do pre-game, mm-hmm. I, I'm saving two and a half to three hours from the editing side of things. So it's it's really made it so much easier to do more. You know, we, we're averaging over two dozen, you know, even sometimes close to thirty games a season now. Um, just and that's just between two schools. So that's a lot of sports in a two month period. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's funny. I'm actually using OBS right now as a backender. <laughs> so you know, there, a lot of uses, and I, I totally agree with her. Oh, it's it's changed the game, and and. Hopefully they're not watching, like you said, because I mean that would be very bad if they started charging. <laughs> I know, <But>, right? <laughs> you know, and we always say in video production, you know, what can go wrong will go wrong. 
And I want to ask you, what's what's some tips for somebody that might need to troubleshoot during a live production? I mean, you're on your feet, things you know are live, things could be going wrong. What's some advice that you would give? Well, I think knowing your environment is is a big one. You know, I mean, we do mostly Durfee games. I'd say maybe two thirds to three quarters Durfee games, and then we mix in some games from Diamond, which is the Vogue Tech School here in Fall River. And because uh, you know they're always great, they love when we come for coverage. So, uh, you know, we still they we've seen some great stuff over there. Um, but each location poses some challenges. You know, um, here at the Field House at Durfee. You know, with the renovations, we have high-speed business class Wi-Fi, and I mean, we can stream at like the highest bit rate, and it's it's fantastic. But over at Diamond, they don't have a strong Wi-Fi network in terms of a guest network, and they will not allow outsiders to connect internally, which makes sense. So I have to use a, a hotspot. So now I'm relying on T-Mobile and 5G to get me through a broadcast, and it's been very stable. It's been actually it's been better than Verizon. Um, you know, the, the hotspot that we did have previously. So, you know, I think that's, that's a big one is knowing your environment, knowing what challenges and what to expect, where you're going. Um, baseball and softball is probably the most difficult situation because most don't have proper press booths and, and coverage for you. So you're usually just sitting out in the elements. Um, as you probably recall from last spring's playoff games, we were all over the South coast here and, and, you know, North Shore, and and we had so many different variables, and running two hundred foot extensions just so we have power, you know. But but you get it done. Part of it is the communication, and part of it comes into the prep side of things. If I go on the road, which is for playoffs, I'm going somewhere I probably haven't been before, or haven't been in a while. So I always contact that athletic director a day before and say, "Hey, just a heads up, we're coming." And that's another thing: be direct. Tell them that you're coming to the game. Don't say, you know, we're planning to, we're looking to. No, we're coming. We're doing the broadcast. So I need some space. I need some accommodations. Anything that you can do to help us, we'd appreciate it. Here's what we need. You just, you got to be direct about it. Um, so, and that, again, falls into the prep side of things as well. Um, so I think troubleshooting, prep, knowing your environment, knowing your gear, your software, like understanding OBS. When you're at home, you have downtime at the office, if you're not sure of something, go into that app, tinker around with it, look at the settings, see everything, try to understand the inner workings of it. So when something does go wrong, you can click, click, click and say, it's probably this. And then look and say, oh, I was right. It is this. Let's fix it. Harder when it's a smaller crew. Obviously, if you have a whole crew in a control room, someone's floating. You know, they could run out you know, to a booth or into the gym or whatever. But um you know, we do a little bit smaller of a, an operation, which allows us to do more content because we're not relying on, you know, six or seven people to be there for a production. So by doing it a little more stripped down, we can get more content, which I think is, you know, the most important thing. So a lot of the troubleshooting goes on me. Um, and that can be challenging when you're in the middle of calling a live game as well. But luckily that's rarely happened. You know, we, we've been very stable and very lucky with the live streaming. Very few hiccups in the last three years. Nice, nice. Hope you guys at home are taking notes right now. These are some some nice bits <laughs> of advice right here. Well, Heaven, thank you so much. It's been great to have you. I have one more question. Sure. Tell me about your favorite part of live video production. Well, I think, you know, it's it's the unknown. You know, you can't. This is why sports talk radio exists. 
because it's all talk. <laughs> you don't know until you actually play the game out what the result's going to be. But you can speculate like crazy and you can have now this, you know, betting on games and whatnot here in the state, legalized gambling. So, I mean, it's like it all comes into that. It's, it's the, the, the stuff in advance that's so exciting because people talk, people talk. And then all of a sudden, then you get there and you play the game out. And that's where I come in. So now I get to see exactly what's happening. And we bring in those speculations to the live broadcasts, but only to an extent. Because once that first quarter is done, say, or if it's, you know, if you're playing halves like soccer, first 20 minutes or so, you can really usually get a feel of where the game is going. And that's probably the best part is getting over that first little bump, you know, feeling out the broadcast at the beginning, getting over that little bump at the beginning. Then you start kind of feeling out where the broadcast is going, where the game is heading and the direction of that game. And it helps. It kind of smooths things out as you keep going, you know, throughout the game. Um, you know, it's, I've seen some great moments um, in Little Fall River. I mean, you know, we're not a big city, uh, but there's a rich sports history here. And in, in 10 years, my first full year here, I got to see a state championship um, for boys basketball, Bishop Conley High School. Their boys won the state championship for Division Four at TD Garden. And we were courtside on the floor filming a broadcast. I mean, doesn't get much better than that. Um, you know, and I'd say the other stuff too, like, you know, we see milestones last year where we had two 1,000-point scorers at Jerfee, one on the boys' side, one on the girls' side for basketball. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot of milestones, a lot of individual accomplishments. We just had a female swimmer, uh, Rachel Silva, one state, she's a sophomore, she's a state champion. That happened about a week and a half ago. It's unbelievable. So, you know, those are the things that, you know, you, you see these all-star players once in a while, and it's hard to predict. Again, you don't know until things play out. They could get a season-ending injury, and there goes any chance of a milestone. So you keep your fingers crossed for those kids, and that that's another great aspect of the live and, and covering the sports and being there regularly as you see progression. Um, so all that combined into one, it makes live so exciting. I definitely agree with that. And, and you and I both have, have both broadcasted some amazing games and seen some yeah. amazing performances. So it's, it's really, there's a lot coming out of little fall river. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, Evan, thank you for your time, man. It's been great to talk to you and great to learn a couple things and hear about your experiences with your career and just live video production, sports broadcasting. So I want to thank you, Evan, for coming on with me and hope to see you soon, buddy. Thanks again, David. It's great to be on. For sure. For Evan and for David Montero, this has been the Create Smarter Podcast. Mm-hmm.